Welcome to the first episode of the Fantasy Wildcat Podcast with Ben Utterback and Trevor Sheppy. We are self-proclaimed fantasy football experts that will break down the toughest fantasy football questions with mediocre analysis and hard-hitting facts. Hey guys, this is Ben. We're just normal people who love watching football and playing fantasy football and just trying to make our way into the podcast industry. We know fantasy football is a huge industry and growing, and we're just trying to carve out our little piece of the pie and become the next Matthew Berry. Stay tuned for a weekly episode and more content as the season goes on. But without further ado, let's get started and dive into the week one matchups, starting with the Eagles and the Washington football team. All right, Ben, who do you want to talk about first here? Let's start with the Eagles, coming off an up and down year, a lot of injuries. And let's start with the quarterback position. Carson Wentz, we know he's a very good quarterback. We know he's, if you have him on your fantasy team, he's likely going to be the starter every single week. Uh, but in terms of this matchup, I think it's a tough matchup for him. I think the Washington football team defensive line is really good. Eagles have lost two offensive linemen to injury already. I think it's going to be a tough matchup for him, but I, I think he's he's still going to have a decent week and, and give your team some points. Yeah, I mean, at the beginning of today, I, I agreed. I had him down as probably not the best start, but now that Sanders is out, um, Boston Scott's going to be in. He's more of a, a pass-catching back, and they don't really have another option in the backfield. So I expect Wentz to be in mediocre play this, this week, but I am really looking forward to Sean Jackson and Earth. I think Djax is one of my favorite players this week. I think he's going to have a couple big plays and potentially a touchdown as well. Yeah, last year opening week against the Redskins, Washington football team, sorry, Eight catches, 154 yards, two touchdowns. And that was his only, his only full game of the year, but it was against the Washington football team. And so I know if you have him on your team, you're definitely looking for a performance like that again. But back to the running backs, I think Boston Scott's the starter, but Doug Peterson loves using multiple running backs. I think Corey Clement is going to have a decent week. I know if you're in a really deep league, then maybe you consider starting him, but otherwise you're not likely starting him week one. There haven't been that many injuries. Uh, most teams aren't looking for a, a starter to plug in, but I also like Corey Clement this week. All right. Well, what about the Washington football team, Ben? Who who are you looking forward to here? The Washington football team is not good for fantasy purposes. I'll start with Dwayne Haskins. They want to run the ball. Ron Rivera is there. He wants to have that run first defensive mentality. And really, I'll start with week one. I think the only Washington football team player that you – should start is Terry McLaurin. And I don't even think it's, there. I don't think it's even a good matchup for him, but I think if he's on your team, you're probably starting him every week. Darius yeah. Slade coming into the Eagles, trade from the Lions, one of the best cover corners in the league. But Haskins has to throw to someone. I think they're going to be behind. So Yeah, I just think the, the targets are going to be there for him. He's probably going to be targeted 10 times, and if he comes down with six in your PPR league, that's a – a pretty good floor to have, and I think he does have the ceiling of a touchdown as well. Um, but Gibson was another one, uh, one of their running backs that was really climbing up the boards in uh, the later weeks once AP got released. I really don't think you should be starting any sort of running back. I think he is a player to watch, and I would definitely look to trade for him after week one if he has a disappointing week because I fully expect him to get a large workload over the course of the year. Yeah, I think it's going to be tough to tell. You have to look at the rules. I'm not sure how many touches he's going to get out of the backfield. If they're behind and 
if he really is that third down pass catching back like everyone expects him to be, then he's going to have a good role. But who knows? J.D. McKissick is listed as a starter right now. Also, Bryce Love, Peyton Barber. But yeah, I'd stay away from everyone on this uh, this week. Yeah, fu- funny tidbit. I think the the Cowboys on their website a few days ago had um, oh, who was the tight end last year for them? Ben Jason Witten. He they had Jason Witten as a starting tight end. So I don't take too much into act who's the actual starter on paper. I, I do expect Gibson to take the workload of the back um, the backfield there, but. Week one, I would say, probably move on and just watch them. And just one other player to watch, uh, Steven Sims, the second receiver for the Washington football team. He had 20 catches on 36 targets, 230 yards, four touchdowns in the last four games last year. That's 16 fantasy points per game. Just watch out. I don't love Haskins in that offense, but Steven Sims came on late last year. All right. Uh, moving on to the next game, your New England Patriots and the Miami Dolphins. You know, Ben, I was kind of hoping to hide the fact that I was a Pats fan because that immediately turns most people off the podcast. But uh, No, we definitely have to show our allegiances. I, we'll get to it later, but I'm a big Steelers fan, so we'll definitely have some bias throughout this podcast. All right, so... so let's, let's start with the away team. Let's start with the Dolphins. Yeah, I mean, we've got Devontae Parker there for the wideouts and Preston Williams as well. I think... I know Parker, last year I watched him torch Gilmore. I really don't think that's going to happen again. I think he, at the end of the year, had a really large workload and target share because a lot of the other Dolphin wide receivers were hurt. Um, so I'm not a huge fan of him this week, but I think Preston Williams is a player to watch because he was fantasy relevant when he was playing last year. Yeah, I agree. I think I like Parker and Preston Williams both long-term, but this week I don't think I'm comfortable starting either one. And also in the running back situation, it's kind of a similar situation. They've got two guys, Jordan Howard and Matt Breida. Both have potential. I've never liked Jordan Howard in the past. I think he's he's one-dimensional. He's only a runner. Doesn't contribute much in the passing game. Uh, but I think Matt Breida will eventually win that job. But week one... You can't start either of them. There's just not enough reliability there. 100% agree. Um, yeah, I, I more favor Brita in that backfield, but I, I really don't think they're going to be good plays throughout the year. I think they're going to really split time. But who knows? Maybe Fitzmagic comes out, ablaze, torches the Patriots week one, and Parker's got 115 yards, and I look, I look completely wrong here. But I, I really don't think that'll be the case. Yeah, we'll see. And just Mike Gazicki, I think he's... He's a borderline starting tight end. Keep an eye out for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's probably available in some leagues, but he developed a rapport with Fitzpatrick late last season, so just keep an eye out for that. And I think we all expect Tua to be to come, become the starting quarterback in a few weeks. So so everything long-term, keep that in mind for the Dolphins. 100% agree there. All right, so my Patriots... Um... When it comes to the fantasy world, I don't necessarily like starting Patriots players. I prefer to watch the game without having to root for fantasy, but I also don't think the Patriots offense is sort of spread around, and with Cam Newton coming in, I think he's going to be very good. I think he's going to have a good fantasy day, but in terms of his wideouts, in terms of his running backs, there's a lot of question marks. So you could potentially play someone who's going to have a big game, but I just I don't feel comfortable knowing who's going to have that big game. What about you, Ben? Yeah, the only 
player I'm really comfortable in terms of skill position-wise is Julian Edelman. I think he's going to get his, his targets and receptions no matter what. I don't think he's going to be as good as he was the last two years, but I, I still think he's going to get a significant target share. Cause the surrounding receivers aren't great. Nikhil Harry, I think he has, he has a lot of upside. I think it's really who develops that good relationship with Cam, and that could be him, but week one you're definitely not starting him. In terms of the running back, James White's always going to be consistent, but he's not a guy who I've ever wanted on my fantasy team. I think relying on a pass-catching back is tough, as if you get ahead and start running the ball, and then he's not in the game much. And the Patriots have been in that situation a lot in the past, but probably not as much this year. Yeah, I mean, going back to Harry for a second, I think Cam really likes that bigger wide receiver. He's never really had a huge rapport with slot wide receivers. Um, he's never really had a very good one like Edelman, so I'm curious to see how, how that plays out. But year long, I would really pay attention to Harry, see if even if he comes down with three catches, see how many targets he gets week one and see how many targets he gets in the red zone because the Pats will score here. I think Cam will get some good fantasy points, but really pay attention to how Harry does because he could really be a good fantasy value, a touchdown scoring wide receiver who you could pl plug and play each week. And Sony Michelle, I think he's worth mentioning. I think he's a borderline start this week at maybe a flex spot. I think he's going to get touches, I think, with Damian Harris hurt. I don't think Rex Burkhead's going to get as much work as people think he is. So I, I think Sony Michelle's worth considering, but still, that's that's only if you really don't have much depth elsewhere. Yeah, I mean, I was really looking forward to Harris. I had him on a few teams. It's unfortunate that he's going to be out. He was sort of like the, the fantasy darling across the industry coming in, and I'm curious to see how he plays out. So pay attention around week three to when he comes off of the injury report uh, potentially look at him, see how he reacts with Sony and how he fits into that backfield. All right, let's move on to the next game. Green Bay Packers versus the Minnesota Vikings. Let's get started with the Packers. Coming off a 13-3 and year, Trevor, what do you think about their fantasy stock? Um, I, I, was, I always love the Packers. I, I like having Devontae Adams. He's one of my favorite wideouts in the game. He's automatic plug-and-play. We don't really need to talk much about him. I think where the fantasy value is going to be interesting this year is in Rodgers because, Ben, in our draft in our league, he was at available at the end of the draft. He was there to take, and he will have very good fantasy weeks. So this week, it's a divisional matchup. Vikings defense, I don't think is as good as people might think, so he might have a big day. And he might. it really depends on who he has after Adams for that. If he has a true number two wide receiver, I think Rodgers could have a really good year, but he really has to find that true second wide receiver. Yeah, and when they brought Matt LaFleur in to coach last year, he wanted to establish the run, and that's what he did. Aaron Jones was, I believe, a top five running back last year in terms of points, yep. and I expect him to do the same thing again. They spent a second round pick on A.J. Dillon as another running back. Aaron Jones is back, who we expect to be a consistent RB1 again. So it, it's really, those touches are going to be spread out. Rodgers might not have as big of a role as he did early in his career, but I, he's he's a borderline starter. Some weeks he'll be comfortable starting him. I don't think this is a good matchup for him. It's a divisional matchup. The Vikings have seen him a bunch of times. Mike Zimmer is one of the best defensive coaches in football. The Vikings defense has a lot of players. Danielle's Hunter is out tomorrow, but the rest of their players are loaded and 
I think early in the season without as much prep and work like that, I think he may struggle a little bit, at least early. And back yeah, to I'm... your point about the, the second receiver, I mean, that's been a big, that's been a big point over the last couple of years. I, I wouldn't be able to trust Alan Lazard here, but he's definitely someone to watch. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that second wide receiver spot sort of between Lazard and MVS. Um, I would probably pick Lazard, so I would pick him up in your league, stash him on your bench, and see how it goes. Because when Rodgers really went off and he was the QB1, QB2 every year, he always had that second wide receiver. And if he can really build a rapport with Lazard or MVS, I think there could be fantasy value in either one of those wide receivers. And yeah, and as you can tell, Ben and I are going to have different opinions on it, and it's going to be up to the fantasy player to decide on who you might want to go with. Uh, I think Rodgers is a good play this week, but Ben doesn't, so we'll just have to wait and see. And one one more note on the Packers, stay away from Marquez Valdez scaling. His projected points are going to be decent every week, but he's going to have those duds. You don't want him on your mm-hmm. fantasy team. And let's yeah. move on to the Vikings. I think quarterback position... I think it's similar to Aaron Rodgers. I think Cousins is going to – they want to run the ball first too. So I think Cousins isn't going to have a big of a role as other quarterbacks. But I think he's a decent start any week. I mean, he's, I don't think he's ever going to put up a dud like some other quarterbacks. Yeah, I mean, he's available in a lot of leagues. Um, if you're really desperate on quarterback, you can play him, but you probably have someone else above him to play. But he's, he's going to get you those points. Yep, and moving on to the running back, Dalvin Cook. I mean, Mitch, he, he just got paid. Rich. Yep, they're def- he's definitely going to be the focal point of their offense. I think not much to talk about there. If he's on your team, he's in the lineup. Yeah, 100% agree. Yep, and moving on to your receivers, similar to Cook, Adam Thielen, if he's on your team, put him in the lineup every week. He should mm-hmm. have just as many targets as he did two years ago. Maybe even more with Diggs gone, but he's going to play a big role in the offense. Yeah, and I'm curious about Jefferson. I, I, I'm He's someone to watch. I'm not playing him week one, but he is someone to watch, and he could fill that Diggs role, but I would say Thielen is just a must-play every week. Yeah, Justin Jefferson coming out of LSU, he was a target monster there. He's very good, a lot of catches on a high-powered offense, and I think also watch out for Busy Johnson. He's their number two receiver on the depth chart now. He'll get probably a little more work than he did last year as the number three behind Diggs and Thielen, but but him and Jefferson, both players to watch. Anything else we need to talk about on this, this matchup here, Ben? Kyle Rudolph's worth a mention. I mean, he's a borderline starter. If he's pro- He might be available in your league, and if your tight end is out or something, feel free to pick up Kyle Rudolph and start him, but but otherwise, I think that's it. All right. Let's move on to one of the most lopsided projected matchups of the week, the Indianapolis Colts and the Jacksonville Jaguars. So Phillip Rivers now on the Colts. What do you think about that, Trevor? I think he will have some fantasy value throughout the week, uh, throughout weeks, but I, I can't really trust him. I, I don't know how he's going to fit in with T.Y. Hilton. Um, he does throw that long bomb, so Hilton is probably a good play, but I can't trust Rivers. I would suggest going with another quarterback, and people out there probably do have another quarterback to play. So I would say it's pretty straightforward with the quarterback and wide receiver you got Hilton, but I think my focus here for the Colts is really on that running back. Who comes out of there? Is it Mack? Is it Taylor? 
Hines will get his chunk. He might be a good play in PPR when you need a, a running back in maybe some bye weeks. So you might be someone to have late on your bench. But, Ben, who do you think is going to come out between Mack and Taylor? Well, I think there's a, there's a big difference between week one and the entire season for these running backs. Marlon Mack's the starter. He's coming off a pretty good year, both football-wise and fantasy-wise. And I'll, I'll do a little bit of a tease here. I'll, I'll uh, say I'll talk a little bit more about Marlon Mack later because I love the matchup for him, and I, I really think him as the incumbent starter is going to have a huge week this week. Yeah, I, I'm very surprised. We'll talk about him later, but um, I'm more neutral on Mack this week. I don't know between Mack and Taylor who's going to come out. I don't know who's going to get that share. My guess is Mack is probably a little more heavy. So he's probably the safer play week one. But I would, if possible, avoid this Colts back in this this Colts backfield. I mean the Jaguars, it's a great matchup. You can run on them all day, but I just don't know who's gonna get those touches. Yep. And in terms of Naheem Hines, he should always be an emergency play. He should never be a fixture in your lineup. But if but if you need to plug him in a different week, then you can do that, but not this week. I don't Agreed. think he'll have a big role. And moving on to the Jacksonville Jaguars, Gardner Minshew, he had an electric rookie year, but in terms of quality, I think there's there are some questions there, especially with a new offensive coordinator, Jay Gruden. He lost Leonard, they traded Leonard Fournette, or excuse me, cut him less than two weeks ago. I think there's a lot of questions about this offense. Yeah, I mean, Ben, I think we have to start off with the Jaguars by saying, Last year, you played a team that was full of only Jaguars and only Steelers players, and you managed to win the week, and that was with Gardner Minshew. Um, but I have to say this week, it's a good Colts matchup. I would stick far away from him. I think he's a very exciting, a very polarizing player. People really like him, but I don't think he's a good fantasy option. I really only see two fantasy options in this game for the Jaguars. That's Chris Thompson who I'm very high on, and Chark. I think he's going to get a bunch of volume. He's not going to come down with everything, but he's going to get those 10 targets a game. He's going to have the the chances to get the few touchdowns that the Jaguars score. Yeah, and I know we both expect him to have a big role, and we I think we both expect them to be behind a lot. So they're going to be playing catch-up just as they were for a lot of last year. Minshew's going to be throwing a lot of passes. He relied on Chark late in games. Uh, I expect Chark to have as many touchdowns as he did last year, if not more. And in terms of receivers, they also have Conley and Westbrook. Both of those guys, I wouldn't feel comfortable starting, especially not this week. I don't think this year they'll ever be consistent starters, but I think plugging them in as an emergency guy may be a a doable scenario. But I'd also like to bring up LaVisca Cheneau, the second-round rookie receiver from Colorado. I think he's going to have a great year. There's been a lot of buzz about him in training camp. I think longer term, he's going to become a fantasy starter, but just keep an eye out for him. If he has a big role week one, he'll be one of the top guys on the waiver wire. And Trevor, back to the running backs. I know you love Chris Thompson. so Yeah, I mean, the Jags are going to be behind Chris Thompson when healthy. The, the, the real point here is when healthy. He's back with the same coach he had on the Washington football team. I think... He has a really good potential to be a great option in PPR. Their Jags are always going to be behind. They're always going to have to throw. They're going to be under pressure because their line is not very good. Chris Thompson is going to be, e- going to be the easy dump off the pass does not go to DJ Shark. 
So I think he is a good play. I wouldn't necessarily start him, but I think he's a really good play if your running back's hurt, if you're sort of in a tight jam. I think he's sort of a home run player who does have that potential to score 15, 20 points a game. Yeah, I disagree. I think he's similar to Naeem Hines last year where he's going to get you some points every week, but he, I think his ceiling's pretty low. I think So I did look up some stats. Leonard Fournette had 75 catches last year, which is surprising because he's more of a, a run-first guy, but he had no touchdowns coming out of the backfield last year as a receiver, which is something that caught my eye. So I think Chris Thompson, if he's not scoring touchdowns catching passes out of the backfield, then he may be getting you an average of 10 points a game, which is, is borderline for a flex. That's, and that's about five catches for 50 yards or something like that, and I think that's about what we're going to see from him each week. Yeah, he'll be he'll be a plug-and-play, and I think at PPR he'll be a good option, but it's really that touchdown where I think we might disagree on a little bit. But moving on to the other running backs in that backfield, do you start anyone else? No, because at least not week one. I'm not comfortable starting anybody without seeing what their roles will be. I think this will be a three-way split. I don't re- I don't think they know what they're going to do going into this game. I think uh, Jerome Robinson, I believe is his name, and... Rekwell Armstead is the other one. Isn't he on the COVID list? Is he? I man, Maybe not. I think he's on the COVID list. I'm pretty this sure is, not playing this is no, how... it's it's Divine Ozigbo oh, and Jerome go. Robinson tomorrow. I this think is how little I've paid attention to the running back backfield. Is yeah. I'm so out on everything that I, I don't care. Armstead will be back at some point, but that's that backfield's just a mess. I like yeah. Thompson the most out of them, but I'm, I'm still not crazy about him. All right, well, moving on to another sort of bad backfield matchup. you got the, the Bears against the Lions. Uh, why, don't, why don't we start off with the Bears here, Ben? What, what do you think about Montgomery and Cohen? I wouldn't start either this week. Montgomery, we're still not sure if he's going to play. If he plays and he's on your team, he could be a flex, but I think he's going to have a limited workload, especially week one. They don't want to rush him back from that injury, and that's if he plays. Tariq Cohen has never been a guy I've been crazy about fantasy-wise. If Montgomery doesn't play, I think he's a decent flex because I think he's he'll get a few more carries, but I think he's a decent start some weeks, but not this week. Yeah, I mean... I, people spent that draft capital on Montgomery. They might have to play him, and I'm not confident about him. The game script probably is going to go towards a higher scoring game. That's my opinion. That's maybe not everyone's, but I think the Lions will put up points with maybe Galladay. We'll talk about him, see if he's there. But I think Marvin Jones as well. I think they're going to really throw deep, and I think they're going to put up points. So it might be more of a Cohen game, but no chance I'm starting him. All right, let's move on to the receivers. Allen Robinson coming off a very good year last year, and Anthony Miller. What do you yeah. think about those two? I mean, with Robinson, he had a very good end of the year. But, Ben, was there another wide receiver that played during that time for the Bears? No. that's He got a significant target share, and, and we're not sure if he's going to get that again this year. I know they have several tight ends on the roster. They brought in Ted Ginn. They brought in Jimmy Graham. A bunch of old players that could steal targets from him. Yeah, and Anthony Miller's coming back. I think he's someone to really watch. I think he, him and Trubisky last year, I think they had a good pair, pairing before he got hurt. I think he is someone to potentially watch. I would not start him whatsoever this week unless you're very desperate or in a deeper league. But I think Anthony Miller is a player to watch for the waiver wires next week. I think he could really be a hot commodity. 
Yeah, and this offense is really going to circulate around Mitch Trubisky. I don't think there's much fantasy relevance on his point on his part, but but his his play is definitely an impact to everyone else on this offense. Yeah, agreed. Um, what about the Lions, Ben? Who who do you think's uh, fantasy relevant there? Hey, I like both of their starting uh, wide receivers, Marvin Jones and Kenny, Kenny Galladay. Right now, I think Kenny Galladay is listed as doubtful. Mm-hmm. So I think that's that's a great sign if you have Marvin Jones on your team. I think that's more of a target share uh, split for him. Uh, Galladay, you have to wait and see. If he plays, you have to start him. I know he was going in the third or fourth round in most leagues. So if he play, if he's healthy enough to play, you got to start him. Jones, I think, is a must-start this week as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think the Lions offense is one of my favorite offenses to watch. Stafford just throws the ball deep. I think he... He's coming back off injury. I think he's healthy. I think he's ready to play, and I think he's going to have a very good fantasy year. He rarely finishes outside the top 10 uh, QBs unless he's hurt. And so I really think Marvin Jones is a top wide receiver this week. Galladay, I wasn't able to get in any of my drafts because I never had those early draft picks, and he went like early second round or, or late second round, early third round. So I think he is one of my favorite players this year. But this week, if he plays Ben... If he plays, do you start him? Yes, I think you have to. Okay. I think they they would hold him out if he wasn't healthy enough to to really contribute. Yeah. So I, week one, I think teams are more careful about issues like that. Yeah, I mean, I think if he does play, you got to play him. But I'm I'm a little more concerned about how much he's going to be on the field. But if he's there, I think he'll play, and I think he your draft capital is there, so you got to start him. But Sort of onto these running back mixture of Carryon Johnson, AP, and Zach. What is, who's the rookie running back there? DeAndre Swift. DeAndre Swift. Who do you think is going to come out of the backfield there? Is there anyone to start week one? Before we get into that, Trevor, can you justify why they signed Adrian Peterson when they have a first-year running back and a second-year running back that yeah, they've I spent mean, draft capital on and, and really – don't need a veteran running back to run into the line five to ten times a game? Ben, I, I wish I had that answer for you. Maybe it's Johnson's health. Maybe they didn't want to put all the, the pressure on Swift to come in if Johnson gets hurt. I was not a fan of this. I liked carry on Johnson at the draft price that he was. He was falling down boards. He was there. He's a starting running back. But I think you just got to stay hands off until someone becomes the clear favorite in this backfield. I agree. I, I don't think you can start anybody this week. Uh, DeAndre Swift, I believe, is still questionable. But even if he plays, I wouldn't start him. And yeah. Terion Johnson, I you never know. Yeah, I, I hope he does well. I like the guy, but who knows. But I think I think he's a borderline flex play if Swift is out. But I think Swift's going to play as well, and then I think it's just going to be a mess in that backfield. Yeah, but on to someone I do like a little bit more. Um, TJ Hawkinson, he had a a big start to the year last year, and I, I think he has a good chance to put up some fantasy value as like a around that tight end 10 range. Yeah, I agree. I really like him. I especially like him this week if Galladay doesn't play. I think he's in, he'll get more targets that way. I think he can play a, a big role this week. The Bears have a pretty solid defense, but with defenses that are good in coverage and good with the pass rush, I think there's a hole in the middle of the field, and I think as a tight end, Hawkinson can really take advantage of that. Yeah, Ben, so uh, Hawkinson went later in drafts, so maybe you've got like a, two tight ends. You maybe drafted like 
Gronk and then you picked up Hawkinson later on. Would would you play Gronk or would you play Hawkinson this week? I think Hawkinson's the safer play. So I yeah. I'd give Hawkinson, but we really don't know what to expect from Gronk. Two years ago when we saw him, he was a glorified offensive lineman. But he took a year off. He could be healthy now. He could be uh, down, down a few pounds. So he, he really could be back to who he was when he was dominant as a tight end. But I think Hawkinson's a safer play this week. Agreed. All right, now on to uh, a safe play at tight end. We got the, the Raiders and the Panthers. Uh, why, why don't we start off with Waller here? Yeah, he's he's going to be a borderline top five tight end this year. I think if he's on your team, you're starting him unless you took a wild draft strategy that also involves Kelsey Kittle or Mark Andrews. But, yeah, he should be in your lineup. I think he's going to have a big game tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, I think the only two people I'd really start from the Raiders is Jacobs and Waller. I mean, that wide receiver group, you people spent some draft capital on rugs. I would watch him. I would see how he fits into the offense, and I don't know who Carr's going to throw to besides Waller, so I would probably say hands off for those guys and see what happens. I think there is some fantasy value there for the Raiders wide receivers. I just don't know who that is right now. Yeah, I like Ruggs a lot long-term. There are reports out of camp that he's been used mostly in the slot, which as one of the fastest players in combine history, that's not the best place for him, but they want to ease him into the game. So I think later on in the season he's going to have a bigger role, but I think early on I don't think he's going to be that breakout guy who's going to become a consistent fantasy starter. Yeah, I agree. um, All right, but now we got on to another new offense where we don't necessarily know who's going to fit in where. Um, we got the Panthers with Teddy Bridgewater. Are you going to play Teddy Bridgewater potentially this week if you have him? I don't think so. I, I don't think he's a, going to be a top 12 quarterback this week. I think any week he'll be a decent play, but I'm never itching to get him in my lineup. I think they're going to be behind a lot in a lot of games. I think they're going to have to throw the ball a lot. But, yeah, I'm not that comfortable with Teddy Bridgewater as my starter. Yeah, I've got a soft spot for him. I've always wanted him to land in a good situation. I think he does have a good offense. Um, this year, I mean, you got Calf, who's must-start. I don't think we really need to talk about him. Um, but I think he does have some good wide receivers there. So I think later in the year, you might want to start watching on where Teddy Bridgewater is because he does have that running value as well. But um, speaking of the wide receivers, Ben, besides DJ Moore, is there anyone that you are starting this week? I don't think so. I think Robbie Anderson is a borderline flex, but I really I think most teams should have enough depth that they can find a better option. I think he'll at some point this season he'll become a regular a borderline wide receiver two or flex play. But I think week one, not knowing his role, not knowing how Curtis Samuel will be involved. They got new offensive coordinator Joe Brady coming from LSU. He's got a lot of creativity, and Curtis Samuel is a player who you can definitely use that creativity with, but Neither of those players I'm comfortable playing until we see how they're used. I 100% agree. Um, is there anyone else on the Panthers side that you feel like you want to talk about here? No, I think that's it. I I don't All think right. they have much depth. I know Ian Thomas has been mentioned as a deep tight end, but I don't see him having a, a big role in this offense. All right. Well, on to another team where we don't really care about any fantasy options on it. We got the Jets versus the Bills. I am hands-off on the Jets. I don't think there's any value there. I mean, 
people who drafted Bell, you kind of have to play him, but I would I would never drafted him. I don't think he's going to be a good option. I think he's going to score maybe 10 points this week. Or, yeah, this week. Yeah, I think the Bills are definitely going to focus their defense and defensive game plan around him and uh, around preventing him from really making an impact and forcing Sam Darnold to to throw the ball. And I think Le'Veon Bell, we've seen the disputes between him and Adam Gase. I'm not sure how that's going to impact his, his workload, but I don't expect it to be a positive thing. If he's on your team, you have to play him week one, but I don't, I don't really see a, him as a, a good play. I think that's it's kind of a, a mistake in the draft that you just kind of have to give a shot week one. Yeah, agreed. But anyone else on the Jets? I, I know you maybe like one of their wide receivers. Yeah, I'll talk more about him later, but I love Jameson Crowder this week. I love him this year. I think he's going to have a huge role in this offense. He really built that good relationship with Sam Darnold last year, and I'll get a little, I'll get into that more in a little bit in our right. Week One MVPs. All right. Well, I guess we'll come back to that. Um, but on to the Bills. Uh, they have their new offense, or not really new offense. It's I think it's like 80% the same players, but they got a new big wide receiver in Diggs. I am a huge fan of Diggs on the Vikings. Um, this week, he looks like he's got a very good matchup against the Jets. I really think that they're going to target Diggs to show off. He's a great wide receiver one. Um, so I think he's got a good shot to be in the top ten wide receivers this week. Wow, that's that's bold. I I think it's, it's something I've alluded to previously on this on this podcast. Coming into the season without any preseason, with limited work over the summer due to COVID, I think wide receivers working with new quarterbacks, I think you're going to see less of a role early in the season. I think they might force some stuff to try to get him the ball, but I think the first few weeks of the year, I think he's he's not going to get as much work. I think Allen's going to rely more on John Brown and, and really divide the, the touches across. But Stephon Diggs, I do like him long term, but I think the first couple weeks might be uh, not, as, not as beneficial as, as some other weeks. But... I still think he's a decent wide receiver, too, or flex this week. All right. Well, I mean, Allen does love to go deep, so I'm curious to see. I mean, you got one play, one deep play, and he's got a he's got a pretty big week. So I would I would put him up, up the board. But um, what, what about Allen, Ben? What, what do you think about him? I think he's a better fantasy quarterback than he is a real quarterback. I think he's – we've seen him last year. He was a pretty good game manager. I don't think he's going to get a whole lot better. Some people expect him to be – very good this year, and the Bills to do big things. I'm not one of those people. I think they'll be pretty good and make the playoffs, but I don't expect Josh Allen to really take that next step and become a top-10 quarterback. But I do think he is fantasy-relevant because of his legs. Mm-hmm. He hits those big shots sometimes. But I really think they want to run the ball, and I think we'll use that as a good segue to, to talk about the running backs. What do you think about Singletary and Moss this year? Yeah, I mean, I... Didn't, I stayed away to, uh, from them in most of my drafts. I do like Singletary this week. That Jets team is, I just expect, to be really at the bottom of the league. So I think they're going to be able to run all over them. I think they're going to be up, so it's going to be a good script for him. So I would 100% play him as like an RB2. But Moss, I'm more of a wait and see. People are high on him, but with rookies coming as RB2s, I tend to be hands-off and just see what happens week one and then make up my mind as the season goes on. Yeah, I agree. There's been a lot of buzz about him in camp, and we know how much Frank Gore was used in this offense last year. 
And I think that's something to consider that they like using multiple running backs and, and letting Singletary kind of work in different ways. So I think Singletary's, I think he's a flex this week, but I think it's a good matchup for him, but we don't know how that uh, snap split is going to be. So, so we'll have to wait and see. All right. Um, so now we got the Browns and the Ravens. I think this is going to be a very interesting game. Um, you got the Ravens coming off of a very good year with uh, Lamar Jackson, and then you got the Browns coming off a mediocre year where I think they have a lot to prove. Um, it is the Browns, so you never know. But why don't we start with the uh, the wide receivers here, Ben? Yeah. So Odell Beckham Jr., Jarvis Landry. I think. If you have either of them on your team, you should start them this week. I like Jarvis Landry more. I think OBJ going against Marcus Peters on the Ravens defense, I think that'll be a tougher matchup. I think Landry will have a better role working from the slot underneath. But but I do like both to, to start and put up decent fantasy points this week. Yeah, I mean, I on my sheet here have OBJ as a minus. I'm not... A huge fan of him. He did spend the draft capital, so you do have to play him. You hope he gets that big play, but I really think Landry is going to have a big week, especially in PPR. Ravens are going to get to uh, get to Mayfield, and I think he's going to really have to dump it off. So Landry is a good option for that. He had a great year last year, and I expect him to continue that into Week One. And I think similar to that, going moving on to the running backs, Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb, similar to the receivers in that. They're both great players, but it's all about using them. And I think even though Chubb was going in the first round in some drafts, second round in most, I still think he's going to share that uh, share the targets more than most people, targets and carries. I think Kareem Hunt's going to have a bigger role. They just gave him a new contract. So I, I think both will be heavily used, utilized in this offense. Yeah, I mean, when Kareem Hunt came in last year, um, Chubb's uh, usage did go down, but his fantasy production stayed the same. I still think he's going to get valuable touches. He's going to get those goal line touches. So I think he's going to be a good play here. It is a tough Ravens offense, but the way to beat the Ravens is to slow down the clock. And I think the Browns know that, and they're going to have to use Chubb to do it. So I expect him to get around the 18 carries, 20 carries roll and maybe close to the 100-yard mark, and hopefully a touchdown for your fantasy upside there. But Hunt, I think, is still also a good play, so I'm, I'm a fan of these Browns running backs. I agree. So let's move on to Austin Hooper, the tight end. Big free agent signing, coming across after a great year for the Falcons last year. I believe he's the number one tight end through 10 weeks before he got hurt. What do you think about him this year in this Browns offense? Oh, man. I, I'm up and down. I like Hooper. I, I think I'm hands-off this week one. I would prefer to play a player like TJ Hawkinson or one of those lower-down tight ends. Like I don't know what Hooper's going to do. Browns didn't really use tight ends that well last year. It's a tough matchup against the Ravens. They've got some great safeties. I just don't think he's going to be a play this week one, so I would be hands-off. Yeah, I think you have to really watch this Browns offense this week. They have a bunch of weapons. They can do a bunch of different formations. They have Hooper. They have David Njoku. I think they can really get creative with this offense, and hopefully Kevin Stefanski can un- unlock that with this offense. But I think week one, you're just going to have to watch. I think Beckham and Landry, Chubb and Hunt are all good plays, but 
we'll see if if any four one of those four gets a huge uh, fantasy week right here. Yeah, and now on to the other side, uh, Lamar Jackson, clear start. Don't really need to talk too much about him. But the running backs and the wide receivers are kind of, to me, a question mark. Um, I think this is going to be a lower-scoring game. I think the Ravens are going to clearly win, but I'm not a huge fan of Hollywood Brown. He's a big-play type of guy. If you look at his fantasy production last year, he was up and down, and this is his second year, so he could have more involvement in the offense, but I view him as more of a flex play more than anything else. I actually really like his matchup this week. I'm not as high on him this season as most people, but the Browns lost rookie safety Grant Delpit for the year to an injury. The last Greedy Williams is going to be out tomorrow. Their starting corner, their nickel corner is also hurt and out for tomorrow. I think there's going to be a lot of opportunity to beat this defense deep, and I think Hollywood Brown's the best person to do that. Yeah, I mean, I, I hear that, but I also think Ward is one of the fastest defenders out there, and I think he if there's anyone in the league to cover Hollywood Brown, it's him. So I, I'm not too comfortable with playing Brown. I really think he's a flex option. I think you're going to play him, so you hope for that upside, but I'm, I'm not a huge fan of the matchup this week. Yeah, another point on Brown the other Ravens receivers aren't relevant. That's it's all guys who are unproven. It's Miles Boykin, uh, Devin Duvernay from LSU, but it's guys who really we haven't seen make an impact before. So I think him being the only really consistent wide receiver option, I think he's definitely going to get the targets. He only needs one play to to have a good fantasy week, and and even yeah. that being said, I think. In terms of pass catchers, Mark Andrews, if he's on your team, put him in the lineup. Expect him to oh, have yeah. a big week. Mm-hmm. And like I, mean, I said I, before, with with those DBs out, he's going to have a big role over the middle of the field. Yeah, I mean, I think Mark Andrews he could be contending for tight end one throughout the entire year. So I'm a huge Mark Andrews guy. He's 100% play this week. Um, so I don't think there's too many question marks around him. But what about the running backs? Are you starting? In- I mean, Ingram, I think you're starting. But what about Dobbins? Is he a flex play? No, I would stay away from J.K. Dobbins this week. I think he'll have his opportunities later in the year, but without seeing him, without knowing his role. This isn't a team that throws to running backs a lot. So I, I think Ingram is a safe start this week, but J.K. Dobbins, I think he's best waiting on your bench because he Agreed. will have a role later on. Agreed. All right, so next matchup, we got the uh, the Seahawks and the Falcons. Um, I'm a big fan of the, the Seahawks wide receivers, but what about you, Ben? Yeah, I actually like DK Metcalf a little more than Tyler Lockett this year, but I do like them both. I think week one, they're both safe plays. I think they're both uh, wide receiver twos this week, and I'm really comfortable starting them pretty much every week with Russell Wilson as the quarterback. Yeah, no, I agree. I think Wilson's also a must-start. Lockett's a must-start. Metcalf's a must-start. Um, but the running backs, I, I really like Chris Carson. But I just there is that potential where some of his carries might be eaten up. So well, what do you think about that, Ben? Yeah, it seems like we've been saying that for years, though. And he still contributes every year in fantasy. So I, you have to start in week one. He's He's going to be a top 20 running back no matter what. I don't know why they brought in Carlos Hyde this year. 
I don't know why they drafted Rashad Penny in the first round two years ago and really haven't used him as much as they should for a first-rounder. But Chris Carson's the guy. He's proved it in the past. I don't think the Seahawks are going to run the ball as much as they have in previous years, but if Chris Carson's on your team, he should be in your lineup. All right, so I think the only real question mark about the Seahawks offense that has any sort of fantasy relevance is the tight ends. You got Olsen, you got uh, Disley. Who do you play? Do you play any of them? No, but I think you have to watch them both. I think Disley and Olsen, we don't know how they're going to be used. We know Disley's been a very good fantasy player when he's played, but coming off Mm -hmm. a, a tough injury last year, we're not sure if he's going to be back to 100%. Greg Olson has also had a good fantasy, a great fantasy career as a tight end, but this year we don't know how his body's going to hold up, especially week one without knowing his role in this offense. I wouldn't be comfortable starting him. Yeah, I mean, if there's a clear favorite and both are healthy week one, um, I would really look to the waiver wires to pick one of them up. Seahawks really love their tight ends, and uh, I expect one of them to have a bigger year, but I'm I just not sure which one that is yet. Um, now we have the Falcons uh, with the new addition of Todd Gurley, one of my favorite fantasy football players throughout the past few years. Um, but I am not fully confident in, in his production this year. He went around that RB2 range in round two, maybe early round three. I'm not a huge fan of him this year. I, I think he is a decent play this week, but well, what are your thoughts, Ben? Yeah, I agree with you long term. I think I was hesitant to draft him because I think his durability is a question. That being said, if he's healthy going into the week like he is this week, he's a must start. This Falcons offense, I think, is going to be very good. I think they're going to be a borderline top five offense in football. And he's going to be the running back that uh, fit into the running back role that Devontae Freeman has for the past several years and really become a, a, a great fantasy player because of it. So I think if as long as Gurley's healthy, put him in your lineup. He should have a very good week. Yeah, I mean, unlike unlike the Rams, the Falcons, and their head coach, they have to win now. It's not like Sean McVay where you can sort of hands off, you'll still make in the playoffs, you'll be a good team, your job isn't under any pressure, but the Falcons do have that pressure, and they have to win now. So I think Gurley is a good play this week. I'm just worried about his durability throughout the year. But... We do have two very exciting wide receivers in Ridley and Julio Jones. What are your thoughts on them, Ben? Yeah, this Falcons offense is loaded. Julio Jones, he's going to be a top three wide receiver in fantasy if he stays healthy, if he's in your lineup. Put him at wide receiver one and leave him there for the rest of the year. Calvin Ridley, I do like him a lot. I think he's a wide receiver too. This week, Seattle's pass defense isn't very good. Their pass rush was one of the worst in the league last year. I think Matt Ryan's going to have a lot of time to throw, and that just creates more time for guys like Ridley and Julio to get open. Yeah, I mean, I'm a big proponent of Ridley this year. Um, Ben, kind of a a shot here. Do do you think Ridley has any chance to pass Julio Jones in terms of fantasy value this year? No, as long as as Julio doesn't get hurt, Julio Jones is going to be the focal point of this offense and be the number one guy in fantasy. He's just a super freak. You can't guard him. I think Ridley's going to have a good year, but I think Julio's just going to get enough targets, enough usage. and I know his red zone numbers haven't been great in the past few years. He hasn't scored as many touchdowns as people expect him to, but I expect that to positively regress and for him to score more touchdowns this year. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think it's going to happen, but I think there is that shot that Ridley 
could pass Julio Jones this year in terms of fantasy value, not in wide receiver one, wide receiver two value. But we do have a new tight end addition here in Hayden Hurst from the Ravens. Um, they used Hooper last year really well while he was healthy. I think Hurst does have some value here. Um, I just don't know how he's going to fit in. I think this offense is going to score a lot of points. Where I do expect him to get touchdowns. I just think Gurley and Ridley are going to cut into his fantasy potential. Yeah, I'm not as sure about Hayden Hurst week one as I am for the entire year. I expect him to have a very good year. We'll have to wait and see about his role in this offense week one. My my thought is that if he's on your team, you're probably going to start him because he's the best tight end on your roster. But if you do have another similar tight end, we mentioned TJ Hawkinson before. He might be a better play this week without knowing Hurst's role. But Austin Hooper had 97 targets in 13 games last year. Mm-hmm. They basically traded a second-round pick for Hayden Hurst, which kind of screams that they're going to use him this year, and they expect him to have a big role in this offense. He's been basically an offensive lineman for the Ravens the last two years, so he's finally getting his chance to to shine. So I, I expect him to have a very good year and to get a lot of targets, but week one, I'm not so sure about how he's going to perform. Yeah, and I think it's very important to mention that if you believe in a player for year-long value but you don't think they're going to perform well week one, look around your league, target them, try and trade for them. So when their value's down, you get them low. I think Hayden Hurst might be that guy where the first couple weeks he might not fit in fully, but later on in the year, like you said, Ben, he's going to be pretty good. He's going to get those targets. So now we got a kind of exciting matchup. Um, we got the, the Chargers and the Bengals. Um, why don't we start with the Chargers, Ben? Well, what do you think of the absence of Rivers and the addition, or not the addition, the promotion of Tyrod Taylor? Uh, I think it's definitely a step down. I think Tyrod Taylor is definitely just a placeholder for Justin Herbert to step in at some point this season. Tyrod Taylor, I don't like his fantasy value. I know he's got a little bit of a, a dual threat, but he really hasn't been very effective in the past, and I wouldn't rely on him at all this year. And I think it's going to hurt the role players around him as well. Yeah, no, agreed. I mean, if you're like a 2QB league, I might look at him for that safe floor since he does have that running. And running QBs do typically pass it off to the the running back more often. So I think Eckler does have that that passing. Uh, he, he's obviously a great pass catcher. Rivers used him a bunch, but I think he is going to keep some of that. It's just going to be a little bit down. So I'm not as high on Eckler this year, year long, as other people are. But I think week one, he's a safe play against the Bengals. Yep, definitely. I agree. You should start him until he, he lets you down. Yep. Uh, but we also have Keenan Allen, um, who seems to be the one of the few wide receivers on that team. Um, I think he is a must-play every week. I don't expect that offense to be very good, but I do think him and Henry are going to get the target, so they're going to have fantasy value. Yeah, I don't think he's going to be as good as he has been in previous years, but I think he's going to be a solid wide receiver too. I think you definitely play him this week. The Bengals secondary is not good. Their defense, their pass rush has been able to hold them up a little bit last year. I know they were 2-14, and 14, but I mean their offense was terrible. But Keenan Allen started him this week, but long-term... I don't think he has this, the ceiling that he has in previous years. But Yeah. What about Hunter, Hunter Henry? Hunter Henry, I'm not sure about. He's one of those guys in the same range as Gronk and Hurst and Hawkinson. And I think 
he really had a connection with Philip Rivers that that kind of gave him more fantasy value than I think he he's going to have this year. I'm not so sure about his connection with Tyrod Taylor. I think he's a really good player, but I'm not sure about his role. Again, if he's on your team, you probably have to start him week one because you don't have a better tight end option, but I'd really prefer to wait and see with him. Yeah, and is there anyone else on this team you think is any sort of fantasy relevance? I'll mention Mike Williams, but he can't stay healthy. I, I don't, I'm not comfortable with him on my team unless he, he's consistently putting up numbers, but I think he's at least worth a mention. Okay. And now we got the, the Bengals. we got the exciting Joe Burrow, the number one pick, coming in. I'm curious to see how he's going to play against Bosa. I think maybe one or two hits from Bosa, and that could throw off his game. Um, but I'm really curious to see how he fits in with his two pretty good wide receivers in A.J. Green and uh, Boyd. Well, what are your thoughts, Ben? Yeah, I really like this offense long term. The only problem I have is that Joe Burrow hasn't played a competitive football game in nine months, and now he has to step up from college to the NFL level and face a really good front seven from the Chargers. I think it's going to be rough for him early on. I think he's going to be a very good player. I think later on in the year he's going to really enable this offense to to take flight, but week one, his NFL debut without any preseason games, I think it's going to be tough, and I think that makes A.J. Green, Tyler Boyd, both uh, lesser options for a flex play this week. Yeah, I mean, Green is on that flex level, and same with Boyd. I would probably pick Green over Boyd just because Green, whenever he's been healthy, he's always been a top 15 wide receiver. He always is great fantasy play, but he is coming off an injury. He has time to recover, and it is a new quarterback, so I'm probably moving to someone else, moving to like a a Chris Thompson over A.J. Green, which sounds crazy, but I think week one, you have to stay water. You have to play the players who you think are going to have a good week, maybe not so much year-long value, but players who do have great week one value is Mixon. I think... He is going to have a big game. I think they're going to run the ball. Joe Burrow is going to have to dump the ball off, and I think Mixon's going to be there. Yeah, I love Joe Mixon this year. I think he did very well considering his offensive line was terrible this year. They got their first-round pick this year uh, from last year back after uh, being out for the year last year. I really think he's got an opportunity to be one of the, the best running backs in fantasy this year, and I think that starts tomorrow. I think his... He's going to play a role in both the running and passing game. Yeah. And now we have probably my favorite matchup of the week. we got the Arizona Cardinals against the 49ers. I am a huge Arizona Cardinals fan because of of Kyler Murray. I think he is probably going to surprise people with where he finishes at year end. I think he's going to be QB2. I think he's going to surpass... Probably Lamar Jackson. I, I think Mahomes is going to be the number one. He's going to have MVP year. Um, but I think Murray's going to really be in there. Mind you, he didn't have a great offense last year. Like he had, Drake came in late. He had Fitz and Kirk, wide receiver, who are good wide receivers, but he didn't have that top wide receiver. And I think he has that floor of the running capability. He's going to get those yards. He's going to rush for. 40, 50 yards this game because the 49ers defense is good. He's going to scramble. I think with the addition of Hopkins, he's going to have more passing volume as well. Yeah, I think you really hit on the head. I'm not as high as him as you are, but he's going to be a consistent fantasy starter. I think he's definitely going to get better. I think the Cardinals are going to be a borderline playoff team. Uh, and I think 
the X factor in this offense is really going to be Kenyon Drake. I think if he's able to really establish the run game and really have success there, it's going to really open up everything else. Mm-hmm. Teams aren't going to be able to put as much pressure on Hopkins. Kirk and Fitzgerald will be able to run all over the field and, and really have an impact. But I think establishing their running game and Kenyon Drake having success like, like he did late last year, I think that's going to be integral to this offense. Yeah, and just going back to the beginning of last year, that Cardinals offense, they were running five wide receiver sets pretty much twice the amount of any other team in football. And then they just sort of realized that they can't do that because they didn't have the skill position players to do it. So I fully expect the Cardinals to come out and try that again at the beginning of this year. I think they're really going to fly, and I think they have a lot of good fantasy value options. I mean, speaking of the wide receiver one, we got Hopkins. Must start. I don't. I don't think you got anything you want to touch on him, Ben. Nope. Put him in your lineup and leave him there for the rest of the, the year. Yeah. I mean, I think the only real question marks here are Kirk and Fitz. Uh, I think their potential flex options. If you're desperate, I would probably play Kirk over Fitz. Um, but some people may have that choice to make. Ben, would you start Christian Kirk as a flex or Fitzgerald? I'd be comfortable starting Kirk this week in the flex. It really depends on your team and who else you have, but I'd be comfortable starting him this week. I know the 49ers defense is really good, but I think there's going to be opportunities. Jason Verrett's out, one of the Niners cornerbacks. I think there's going to be opportunity there. And Larry Fitzgerald, how about him doing it in his 17th year, I believe? And we think one of these years he's just going to fall off and not become fantasy relevant, but every year he seems to really have an impact and at least for a part of the season have a, a major fantasy impact. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely going to be there. Um, but I, I just think fantasy, he doesn't have that. That He's got a high high floor, but a, a low ceiling. So I, I'm just not really going to play him this week one. But it didn't sound like you were either. So Nope, I, I keep him out of the lineup week one. From a very good wide, wide receiver group to a wide receiver group that has a ton of questions. We've got the 49ers. Um, ben, is there any wide receiver from the 49ers that you're willing to start week one? No. I think this is going to be an offense that wants to run the ball. And without Debo Samuel, uh, and maybe without Brandon Ayuk, the the first-round pick, I think they're going to really prioritize that. So I think I wouldn't start any 49ers wide receiver this week. And I think moving forward, Debo Samuel is the only wide receiver I'd like to have on my team, and he's on the IR for the first three weeks. So stay away from receivers there. Yeah, I mean... I, I kind of disagree. I, I think Bourne does have a chance to be a good flex play. Like, take this question, Ben. Where do you have Bourne, Kirk, or Green? Three wide receivers we just talked about. Who would you play in your flex? I'd start A.J. Green. I think he's going to get the most targets out of those three. I think he's, even if they're struggling, they're going to be behind and throwing the ball. He's going to get those targets. And I, I really think the Chargers' pass defense can let up some big plays late if they're ahead and, and just kind of preventing the big play. So I think A.J. Green I like the most out of those three. All right. I I, I think I'm going to go for Bourne. I think the Cardinals are going to score on the 49ers as good as their defense is. Murray's two best performances were against the 49ers last year. Maybe not two best, but he had two top ten performances against the 49ers last year. And I expect the 49ers – they're going to have to throw in that second half. So I, I think he is a decently safe play because he just doesn't have too many people around him. But he does have Kittle, and I think Kittle must start. I don't know how much more you want to talk about him, Ben. No, he's he's a beast. 
but we do have this confusing backfield here. Um, we have Mostart, we have Coleman, and we have McKinnon. Who's your favorite out of them, Ben? It has to be Raheem Mostert. He was the guy in the playoffs last year, going down to the stretch in the last few weeks of the regular season as well. You really have to, if you're putting any of the three of these on your roster, it has to be Mostert. And I think you start in week one. He should be the starter. He should get the most touches. And you just have to hope that Shanahan doesn't uh, split the carries three ways. Yeah, I think Mostart is a fantastic play here. Coleman, I'm shying away from. I expect him to maybe get six fantasy points, probably like 10, 12 carries for 60 yards. Um, but someone I am watching is McKinnon. He He's coming off injury for the second straight season. He does have a lot of money behind him. And he is very good at catching passes out of the backfield. So I'm not playing him week one. I don't really have him on any of my rosters. But I'm watching him to see how he plays with this 49ers offense and this running back backfield. Yeah, I agree with that. I think you should not have him on your team, and we haven't seen him play in two years. So he's definitely someone to watch, but I don't expect him to have a big role on this offense. And when he does, I think it, I expect it to be a surprise. Yeah, and speaking of someone who isn't on a lot of people's rosters, you have Garoppolo. I, he's a good fantasy option depending on the matchup, and I think he's a middle-of-the-pack QB this week. Yeah, and I think his usage is probably lower than almost all the other starting quarterbacks in the league. I think they want him to make plays when he has to, not not when they just want to run their normal offense. I think they're comfortable running the ball, and they want to do that and just have Garoppolo make throws when he needs to. So I I think he's a guy who's, who's not going to throw over 200 yards consistently. So I, I'd be hesitant putting him in the lineup. Yeah. But from Garoppolo to his uh, his mentor, you've got Tom Brady with the Buccaneers and the Saints. Ben, this is a crazy stat, but this will be the first time in a regular season game that Brady is not favored since 2015. I don't understand how that is possible, even as a Patriots fan, but that it's it's crazy to see him in a different uniform on a different team. Yeah, it's crazy, and we'll see if he still has it in him. To, to make a run at another Super Bowl without Belichick and, and the Patriots. So I, I think this is one of the most fascinating offenses in the league. We know with Bruce Arians, we know they're going to have some success, but will the uh, expectations be met with this offense? I'm not sure. Yeah, I mean, I'm probably out on Brady this week. It's a decent Saints defense, um, and I just, it, there's so many question marks. When a QB goes into a new team and even if he's the greatest player of all time, yes, he is the greatest. I don't care who's going to say anything against that. It's going to be, there's going to take time to get into the uh, flow of the football game. I mean, I like Godwin more than Evans for Brady, but he, I don't think he has the arm in him to carry two top 10 fantasy wide receivers like Winston did last year. And that's solely because Winston just threw the ball no matter what. I think, Brady is going to slow down the game, game manage, and use the wide receivers. They're going to be good plays, but I don't know where their value is in terms of year-end. But I think this week, you're starting Godwin, you're starting Evans if he's healthy, and you sort of see how it goes. Yeah, and I don't think Mike Evans will play, but I do. If they if he plays, you definitely start him, and Godwin's the same way. I think they actually to... upped him to questionable from doubtful, so I I think he has a chance to play. Yeah, that'll be interesting to watch. And I think that'll definitely impact 
Gronk as well as mm-hmm. a pass catcher. And like I mentioned before, I'm not really sure about Gronk this week. I think we don't know what he's going to be. We don't know if he's going to be that beast that he was for several years, but he's never really been able to stay healthy in his career. But that's not really an issue this week. He should be very healthy coming off of the one-year retirement. He looks healthy. He seems like he's having a good time. So hopefully for that offense, he can play a big role. Yeah, he was sort of a, a boomer bust sort of draft pick there. I'm out week one, and we just sort of see how it goes. I mean, I think I can speak for the both, the both of us when I say that backfield, I am hands off. I don't care who it is. I need to see who is the fantasy option in that backfield before I feel confident playing any single one of them. And if you have anybody in this backfield, don't listen to what Bruce Arians says in his press conferences. Yes. It seems like in this preseason he said several times that Ronald Jones is his guy, the starter, and he comes out this week and says Fournette's going to play a significant role this week. So we'll see. I wouldn't be comfortable starting anybody, but I think if you had to start one of them, I like Ronald Jones. I think he could play a role in the passing game, but I I really don't. wouldn't prefer not to start him this week. Yeah, I mean, moving on from a really confusing backfield to a fantastic backfield and another running back who just got paid. We got Alvin Kamara. I think he is a must-start. We'll be at the top three running backs of the week. I think he's a great play. Um, Murray is a deeper league option. He'll probably get around that seven to eight point range, but maybe he falls in for a touchdown. But I think the Saints running backs this week are a great play. Yeah, I like Kamara a lot, but I'd stay away from Latavius Murray this week. I think long-term, I think he's going to be very useful for some teams. I don't think Kamara will play 16 games, but but I wouldn't start him unless he's the starter on this offense. Yeah, I mean, unless you're in like a 16-team league, I just, I, I'm hoping, I've got him on my team, so I'm hoping that he does uh, does produce some fantasy value, so maybe that's just wishful thinking. But um, there is someone else on this team who is new. Um, we have Emmanuel Sanders is pairing up with Michael Thomas. Um, I think he's going to surprise people this year. I mean, I know the 49ers didn't quite use him too much at the end of last year, but I think Breeze is the perfect quarterback for him. Uh, ben, what do, what do you think? Yeah, I agree. I really like his upside this year. We'll have to see what his role is week one. I, I'm i not as comfortable starting in week one as I, I think it will be later on in the season, but uh, but I do think he's he's a solid play. I think he's going to have a few catches. He's going to have a chance at a touchdown. This offense is always around the red zone, um, and I think Breeze has really been missing a wide receiver too here for the last few years, so I think he can mm-hmm. really step in that role. But again, we haven't seen it with Breeze and another guy other than Michael Thomas. Yeah, and that that's why I'm excited about him. Um, and then we have the tight end Cook, who had a great year last year. I'm not confident week one. I think there's a lot of other options between Sanders, Thomas, Kamara, Murray. I think there are other options out there for that touchdown. He's probably going to go like five receptions for 55 yards, and he'll have that floor if you're in PPR. But I'm not a huge fan of Cook this week. And I think he plays along with Sanders. So I think if you see Sanders get an uptick in targets, I think Jared Cook's going to suffer. And we saw last year he was touchdown dependent for fantasy, and I think he may get fewer targets. He may get less red zone targets. So I, I think I definitely stayed away from him in all fantasy drafts, and I think 
I'm not comfortable starting him this week or or any week moving forward until he really proves consistent production. Mm -hmm. All right, you want to kick us off with the uh, the next matchup here? Yes, let's move on to the Sunday night game. The Dallas Cowboys, one of the most exciting offenses in football against the Los Angeles Rams, who had a similar hype around them two years ago. What do you think about the Cowboys this year? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of talk about Gallup and, and Jarwin and those wide receivers. I mean, Cooper's the one. You're playing him if he's in. Um, but I'm a really big fan of Gallup this year. He had a great year last year, and I think he really has potential to step up. Um, I'm more down on Jarwin. I just want to see, like, if Cooper gets hurt, Jarwin's a play. But I think you, that offense is not necessarily going to be able to maintain three wide receivers, but I think Cooper and Gallup are must-plays each week. I agree. I I like Cooper a little more than Gallup this oh, week. Sorry, I, I was talking about Jarwin. I'm in Lamb, my bad. Nope. Yeah, I like, I like C.D. Lamb a lot, but I, I wouldn't be comfortable starting week one. I think this offense is going to be electric. I think all three guys are going to have very good years. But but we'll have to wait and see with Lamb. Gallup and Cooper definitely play them this week. Ezekiel Elliott definitely play them this week and every week. And Jarwin, I think there are probably 15 other guys at the tight end position I'd start ahead of him this week. Yeah, I mean... I agree, but I really think Jarwin is someone to keep an eye on, and I got him confused with Lamb, but I think he does have that potential to be the tight end 8, tight end 9 this year. So I, I think if he does have the targets this week and pay attention to the targets, I think you could pick him up, and I would honestly prefer to play him over Gronk this week. Well, that's bold. I, I wouldn't go that far, but I do see the upside for him this year. Sometimes you got to throw out those bold, bold statements, but uh, I, I'm resting on Jarwin here. I think he's going to have a good week one. All right, let's move on to the Rams. Coming off a disappointing year last year, I really think they're going to bounce back. I think Jared Goff is going to really go back to the form he was in 2018 when they went, went to the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. What do you think this year? Yeah, I think Goff's going to be a good play. He, he's available in quite a few leagues if you're in a – sort of like a 12-team, 1QB league, he's available. I think he's going to put up some points this week. He could be in that top 10QB range. And with that being said, I think his two wide receivers, Cup just got paid, Woods is there, Higby's there. I think he's going to have a big week. Yeah, I really love the weapons that he has as pass catchers. Cooper Cup and Goff have had a, a great relationship over the last few years. Cup's an automatic start every week. So is Robert Woods. They both have a big impact, a ton of targets, a ton of catches, and enough touchdowns to really be borderline wide receiver ones. And I love Tyler Higby this year as well. He really came on strong at the end of last year. And that was with Gerald Everett hurt, but, but we'll see if Higby can continue that even with Everett back healthy. Yeah, the one caveat there is Everett was hurt when Higby had a good year. Uh, I'm a fan of Higby. I think he's going to have a good game, and I think he did enough during that time where he was out to really solidify himself as the tight end one because there was that time where throughout the year it was going back and forth, but I think Higby really went over the job. All right, let's move on to the running backs. we got a, a three-way backfield here, and yeah. week one, I'm not sure if you're comfortable starting any of them. I think Malcolm Brown's probably going to have the best week out of all of them. I think he... He's the experienced one. He's the go-to. But I, I, I'm frustrated that we didn't have any preseason. I mean, 
I do like not having preseason so less players get hurt, but I don't know who's going to come out. I've got Henderson in one league. I was I didn't want to spend the draft capital on Acres. There is value in this backfield, but it's just who comes out on top in week one, I just, I'm hands off and I'm staying away from all of them. Yeah, I agree. If you took Cam Akers high enough, if you drafted him high enough that you may have to start him this week if you don't have that other running back depth, but I think it's really going to be a toss-up. I do think one of the three is really going to play a big role this week, but we don't know who that's going to be. And moving forward, I think that'll be just as true. So I'd stay away from all three this week, but keep an eye out. I expect it to be Acres, but mm-hmm. but who knows? Should we get started with the Steelers and the Giants? My Steelers facing the New York Football Giants. I really like the Steelers this year. I think fully healthy. I think they're the second best team in the AFC behind the Chiefs, but that's a big if. Starting with Ben Roethlisberger, who's who's going pretty deep in drafts. I think he's mm-hmm. going to be a very good fantasy starter as long as he's healthy. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, Big Ben went healthy. He's a great fantasy play. I, I, I'm close to agreeing with you. I, I mean, in one of our friends' chat, I believe you put the Steelers in the in the Super Bowl. I think they're going to have a very good year. Um, but I don't know if they're going to be able to beat those Ravens. That's a question mark. But we're focusing on week one here. And I think on my board, I've got everyone as pluses. you got Big Ben. You've got Juju. you got Connor. Ebron, I would probably play. He's got that touchdown upside. All those guys, I think, is just a, a must-play this week. Yeah, the Steelers are loaded with weapons, but that may be kind of an issue with for fantasy in terms of getting touches and targets. I think James Conner, I love his upside this year. If he's healthy and if Ben's healthy, he's going to be a top-10 running back. I would say top-5. And I wouldn't disagree with you. I think he's going to have a great year. But that's a big if for him to stay mm-hmm. healthy, and he needs Ben to stay healthy for him to have his full value as well. Yep. In terms of these receivers, this is, this is a crowded area. We've got Juju Smith-Schuster in the last year of his contract. He had a great year two years ago uh, alongside Antonio Brown. But last year with Ben out, he didn't have as big of a role, and, and he really had some drops in his play faltered. So we'll see if he can really bounce back there. And I really like Deontay Johnson this year. I think he can really fill in to that Antonio Brown role from two years ago. I think he's got a lot of upside. I think he's he really came on strong at the end of last year with uh, subpar QB play. So I think he's definitely a flex this week, and I think he's going to be more than that moving forward. Yeah, I'm a fan of him as well. I, I don't have many shares of him, but I, I think week one, he, he's an interesting play. He's a, someone you stick into your lineup that could absolutely blow up, but I, I, I would play him as a, a low-end flex this week. And in terms of Eric Ebron, I think I wouldn't be comfortable starting on week one. I don't think we fully know how he's going to be used this year. I expect the Steelers to be more creative than they have in the past. They also have Vance McDonald. I think they're going to try to play two tight ends at the same time a lot, really create that Mm -hmm. different view. But I know Ebron's caught a lot of touchdowns two years ago. I don't think he's going to get that that red zone target share this year. But I think he's. there are going to be some weeks where he's a very good fantasy player, but you just have to identify those matchups. Yeah, and I, and I, I don't think week one is the, the right place for that. I, I think i got to disagree. I think those the Steelers are going to score quite a few touchdowns against the Giants, and I would say he's got a good probability of catching one. So we'll have to see if he does come down with that touchdown. But you're right, he is very touchdown dependent. 
All right, let's move on to the New York football Giants. Daniel Jones coming off a decent rookie year. He was definitely a very good fantasy player last year. He was throwing the ball a lot. He did turn the ball over, but he did make it count when he was, was doing his positive things. Do you like his upside this year? Um, I would prefer to have other quarterbacks. I mean, you got Big Ben in that at the end of the draft that you can pick up and play, and so I'm I'm not really playing him this year, but he does have all of his wide receivers back pretty much. Golden Tate is a little bit banged up. I think it's a soft tissue injury, but we'll see if he plays week one. Um, but really the question mark is around those wide receivers for me. I think Sterling Shepard's going to come out on top. I think he's going to get that PPR value. I think he's going to be the wide receiver one. But, Ben, what are your thoughts on that? I think this is one of the most fascinating offenses in terms of fantasy. They just have so many weapons. Saquon, you're definitely going to start if you have in your lineup. And then these wide receivers, you've got Golden Tate, like you mentioned, who's questionable for Monday night. And then you've got Shepard and Darius Slayton, who had a very good rookie year last year and really built mm-hmm. that relationship with Daniel Jones. So I think I like Slayton to become to have a big role this year, but I think Shepard's definitely the the highest floor. I think he's going to be a guy you can put in your lineup. Uh, I like to keep him as a flex because I think he's to be a very good flex, but I'm not sure if he's going to have that that wide receiver two, wide receiver one upside with all these other weapons. Yeah, and I mean, we have to talk about Ingram here, the tight end. Um, I uh, I think last year was had heavy shares of him. And that bit me because he got injured, and I am not sticking to the lesson I learned last year, and I've got all my shares of him this year again. I think he's going to have a fantastic year. He is a very easy tight end. You could put into the slot, get that matchup, and I do expect them to put him in the slot for some plays to get that mismatch. I really expect him to have a big game this week, even though the Steelers' defense is one of the top in the league. Yeah, I think this Giants offense is really going to get some some garbage time points. I think they're going to mm-hmm. get behind, and then Daniel Jones is going to be throwing the ball underneath to all these guys. So I think they're all, well, all the healthy ones were, are worth considering for a start. Saquon, definitely. Ingram, if he's on your team, you should be starting him. And then Shepard and Slayton. Shepard, definitely start him this week. And Darius Slayton, I think, is a sneaky flex play this week. And if he scores, then you could have a big week. Yeah, no, I agree with all that. All right, let's move on to the last game, Titans and the Broncos. Titans coming off an AFC championship berth. Ryan Tannehill at quarterback. And I guess we should start with the focal point of their offense, and that's Derrick Henry, who, if he's on your team, he should be in your lineup. Yeah, smash play this week, not too much to to question. But, Ben, something I'm thoroughly confused about, when I'm listening to other podcasts or other experts talk about QBs, Ryan Tannehill seems to be just completely off the board. He was the QB1 when he started playing till the end of the year last year. He was the best quarterback in fantasy football. Yeah, I I think that really surprised a lot of people. Do you think, I mean, I don't expect him to be QB1 this year, but does he still have that value? He, He got paid. I think it's there. He does have the ability to run the ball. He has those big play wide receivers. He's got a good team around him. I think you can choose your spots with him. I don't love this matchup. I think playing in Denver on high altitude on Monday night, I I think they're going to struggle. I think he's going to struggle. But I think there are going to be weeks this year where you'll be comfortable putting him in your lineup and maybe filling in for another guy who's hurt or has a bye. 
but I don't yeah. like him this week. Yeah, I mean, we got A.J. Brown, I think, is a great play as well. I mean, with no preseason, these two guys, Brown and Henry, hardest people to tackle, and you, you haven't had that preseason or any sort of games to practice the tackling of those players, and these guys will run you over. So I expect both of them to have a big week. Yeah, and uh, Johnny Smith is also worth mentioning. I think he's a borderline starting tight end. I think this could be a good matchup for him, but that's mostly in a deeper league. Maybe you have another matchup you don't like, but but he's worth mentioning. I think there's going to be a point this year where he becomes a, a regular starter on fantasy teams. Yeah, is there is there anyone else here that you want to talk about on the Titans? No, I'd stay away from everyone else. I think Corey Davis, I think everybody who's had him in the past has has hated his production. And mm-hmm. and when A.J. Brown took over this that wide receiver one role last year, I think he took most of the targets. And I don't love this offense for fantasy. I think they want to run the ball, and, and they don't want to throw the ball unless they have to. Yeah. So let's move on to the Broncos, who a lot of people like this year. A lot of people like Drew Locke after he finished the way he did last year. And bringing in Melvin Gordon as a free agent with the weapons they already had, they drafted Jerry Judy. They drafted KJ Hamler as wide receivers. What do you think about them this week? I This Titans defense is probably one of my favorite plays. Um, I'm not very high on Locke. Um, He's a good quarterback. I think he'll be a good NFL quarterback. But in terms of fantasy value, I don't know what's there. I mean, Sutton, I believe, is looking like he's going to be out this week and maybe another week as well. Um, correct me if I'm wrong there, Ben. So that kind of leaves Jerry Judy as the, the wide receiver one. And a rookie wide receiver one with the second-year quarterback who didn't play all last year. I really don't think there's too much value besides Noah Fant in this offense in terms of passing. Yeah, if Corlin Sutton doesn't play, and like you said, it doesn't look like he's going to play, I would look into starting Jerry Judy. Corlin Sutton had a big target share last year as the wide receiver one in this offense, so I think if Judy is that wide receiver one this week, I'd be comfortable starting him in the flex, even though it's his, his debut, because they really don't have many other options in terms of down-the-field threats. Uh, but I do like Noah Fant. I think this is a good matchup for him. If Corlin Sutton's out, he's definitely going to get more targets and really have that opportunity to shine. Yeah, I mean, Melvin Gordon and Philip Lindsay in the backfield there, I, I feel bad for Philip Lindsay. He, he's a, he's the hometown guy. He He's produced in fantasy. He's produced on the field, and then they go out and spend big on Melvin Gordon. I expect Gordon to take the majority share of this backfield because he's getting paid. Lindsey will have those weeks where he will be in and he'll have good fantasy value, but I'm not playing him anywhere, and I'm not a huge fan of Melvin Gordon against his Titans defense this week. I agree. I think Melvin Gordon's going to have his weeks where he, he scores over 20 fantasy points, but this week is not the week. I wouldn't start him. I wouldn't start Peyton Lindsey. I really don't like Lindsey at all this year. I think if Melvin Gordon gets hurt, it's going to be a timeshare between Lindsey and Freeman, and I want to be comfortable starting either of them, really. But, yeah, this week, I think I like Jerry Judy and Noah Fant, but that's about it. Yeah, and so that wraps up our our roundup of all the, the matchups this week, and I think Ben's alluded to a little bit about how he's been going to talk about some players later. We're going to move on to our Week 1 MVPs, and 
Let's start with quarterback. Ben, who is your MVP week one for quarterbacks? And just to preface this, we're looking for guys who are not necessarily at the top of the board. We're looking for guys that we think are going to outperform where they're ranked this week. So I'm not going to tell you that Lamar Jackson is going to go off this week because even though I do, but I'm going to go a little bit deeper. I'm going to go with Matt Ryan. And there have been some crazy stats out here that this week that we've seen about Matt Ryan. He's 10-1 and one in home openers, 69% completion percentage, 273 yards, 24 touchdowns and 5 interceptions in those 11 games. It's also an even year. So the even years, Matt Ryan does play a lot better. Yeah, I expect him second year with Dirk Cutter back as the offensive coordinator. I expect this offense to be flying. He's at home. He's indoors. Limited crowd, which I don't really think affects the the home team, but it could open up things. The Seahawks had the sixth lowest sack rate last year, and they lost Davian Clowney. I think this is an opportunity. He's going to have plenty of time to throw. We mentioned earlier we got Julio, we got Calvin Ridley, we got Hayden Hurst. All big weapons. Todd Gurley out of the backfield. The Seahawks aren't great in coverage. They have Jalen Adams now, but I think he plays a bigger role in, in the run game and threatening up the middle, and I think with the weapons, I think he's going to be neutralized. Matt Ryan was quarterback 10 in points per game last year. Very consistent. He threw over for over 300 yards, 11 out of 15 games he started last year. I think if he's on your team, he should be a start, and this week I think he's going to outperform uh, his ranking. So I... I wouldn't be surprised if he's a top-five quarterback this week. All right, Ben. Well, you put me to shame with all those stats there. Um, my QB this week is going to be Kyler Murray. I, he, he is higher up the board, but he is playing that San Francisco defense. People might be scared to play him. I mean, he, you drafted him high up, so you're probably playing him, but have full confidence in him. I fully expect him to be QB2, QB1 this week. I think he's really going to come out set that San Francisco defense on fire. He's going to get those rushing yards. He might get a rushing TD, but he's going to get those touchdowns. I think this game is going to be a high scoring. And like I said before, his best two weeks last year, or top 10 weeks, were against the 49ers, who had a probably the best defense last year. So play Murray, be confident in him, and talk shit to all your opponents about him, because he's going to have a big week. Um... But on to running backs, um, speaking of someone who was probably ranked around the, the 10 range, we have, for me, I think is going to finish as a top three running back this week is, is Connor of the Steelers. I think he's got a great matchup against the, the Giants. Ben, it's your team. I don't think you're going to argue too much about with this one, but I fully expect Connor to be involved. Tomlin really likes using one running back and just a workhorse running back. He's got that pass-catching capability, and I really think he's going to do really well against the Giants. Yeah, and Mike Tomlin came out this week and said that. He's he's the guy. He's going to get the bulk of the touches at running back, both in the uh, running and passing game, and I think he's, I agree with you, he's going to have a big week this week. And for mine, I decided to go with Marlon Mack. I think he's very deep, and I think some people might even consider not starting him this week, but I really like him this week. Frank Wright, their coach, has come out and said he's the starter. That may not last for very long, but that's definitely the case for week one. The Jaguars had the second-worst run defense efficiency last year, and they lost two of their best players via trade in Calais Campbell and Yannick Ngakwe. I expect the Colts offense to start hot, control the tempo, time of possession, just like the Chiefs did the other night with Edwards-Alaire and really dominate the Texans. Uh, last year in his two matchups against the Jaguars, he averaged 18.3 fantasy points. 
I expect him to do something similar tomorrow. I do think Jonathan Taylor will play a role, but I think they're going to be running the ball all day. Marlon Mack is a slam dunk start for me. Oh, man. I, I think I, a good chance to be a, a top five running back this week. I, I disagree with you, Ben, but that's why it's your MVP. You believe in him, so you're starting him. Um, on to wide receivers. Um, I think this guy is just an absolute beast. Ben talked to him, talked about him, and it was also high on him. It's Sean Jackson. That Eagles team doesn't have very many pass-catching options. Djax loves going up against his former teams. He lit the Redskins on, or not the Redskins, the Washington football team, excuse me, uh, last year in week one. I fully expect him to do that again. I think he's going to have a monster week this week. Yeah, I agree. I like him a lot. I don't know why he was falling as much as he was in drafts. The Eagles wide receiver room is very up in the air, and I think Deshaun Jackson, if healthy, he's going to have an impact. Do you do you think he's there at wide receiver one? For this week, yes. I, I don't think that will last for very long. I think Jalen Rieger will eventually take over, but again, as a rookie, he may not. And I don't like Elshon Jeffrey this year. I don't like him in fantasy. I don't like him on their offense. I don't think he's... He I don't think the Eagles even like him. Yeah, and I know they tried to trade him this offseason and couldn't get anything for him. So it key, so Deshaun Jackson, if healthy, could be the number one threat in this offense. All right, so well, let's transi- transition to Jamison Crowder, who is my wide receiver MVP this week. I'm very high on him this year. He really built a good relationship with Darnold last year, and I expect Darnold to be better than he was last year in his second year under Adam Gase. I really think the Bills are going to limit Le'Veon Bell and really force Darnold to throw. They've got Tredavious White, who I expect to shut down Brashad Perryman on the outside. Wide receiver Denzel Wims, who they took in the second round this year, is out. That's a big opportunity for Crowder in the slot and across the middle of the field. He had 122 targets last year, which was 25% of the team target share. They ranked 11th in all wide receivers last year. Week one against the Bills last year, he had 14 catches for 99 yards, which is 24 fantasy points. Week 17 against the Bills last year, he had eight catches for 66 yards and a touchdown. That's 20 fantasy points. I expect him to have another big day against the Bills, and they'll be behind. So I think he's a, a very safe play this week, and he, he's got a lot of upside. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, next week, Ben, I'm going to have to put my stats together and uh, be more prepared because you are you're really diving deep into these players, and I like it. Um, so you got to do the research for our fans. I know. I know. Our, our fans, uh, hopefully we get some of them, and uh, hopefully they've made it this far in the podcast. Um, so for the tight ends, I had Ingram as my week one MVP, and I fully expect him to be great. But as we've talked through the podcast, I've sold myself on Hawkinson, someone who's lower down on the board. He's not like a top five tight end like Ingram. I believe Hawkinson is going to have a big week. Stafford loved him week one last year, and then sort of tailed off. And with Galladay injured, they're going to need that t- the, the touchdown potential goal line guy. And even, though, even if Galladay does play, I think he is going to be slightly slower and not maybe as used as he potentially would be. So I expect Hawkinson to really have the middle of the field to eat up those targets get a touchdown, and I really expect him to have a big week this week. I also like Hawkinson this week, but not as much as my week one MVP at tight end, Tyler Higby. And I know you how much you like the stats I've pulled out so far, so I'll, I'll give you some more. 
last six weeks of last year, Tyler Higby had 48 catches for 542 yards and two touchdowns. That's 19 fantasy points a game over the last six weeks. Now, we, I know we mentioned Gerald Everett was hurt during that time, but I think that production will prove a bigger role for Tyler Higby in the offense this year. And he was really consistent. He had four 100-yard games in a row, we, including week five against Dallas, who was his opponent this week. He had 12 catches for 111 yards. The Cowboys are vulnerable to tight ends. I expect Jared Goff to bounce back this year. I expect this to be a high-scoring game. So I think everything sets up nicely for Tyler Higby. Yeah, I think you said it, uh, everything about him. I think it's a smash play this week. All right, going on to our next segment. We need a, a nice transition noise. Well, we can work on that. We're moving to Ben's Blitz. So in this segment, I'm going to talk about my defense of the week and kind of what the reasoning I used to get there. So I'm going to go with the Eagles this this week. I think for defenses, I think if you haven't heard already, you should be streaming every week. You shouldn't have spent a... a significant draft pick on a defense so I think I definitely target the Eagles as a week one play when I was drafting and I think moving forward you have to look at the matchups each week to evaluate whose defense you should be starting so back to the Eagles I love the matchup this week I know Javon Hargrave their new nose tackle is out Derek Barnett's out but they're facing Dwayne Haskins and Dwayne Haskins really wasn't a good player last year and they brought in a new coach, Ron Rivera, a new offensive coordinator, Scott Turner, who Rivera brought in from Carolina. Dwayne Haskins had to learn a new offense after his rookie year during COVID. So he couldn't spend as much time with the coaches. He couldn't spend as much time with his players. I think that's really going to have an impact early in the season. So I think against the Seagulls defense, who added Darius Slay as a big play cornerback, I really think Fletcher Cox is going to uh, really allow them to be solid up front Washington's football team allowed 3.1 sacks per game last year. That's the eighth most. They allowed the second highest sack allowed rate on dropbacks at 9.45% last year. They've got questions at both tackles with inexperienced players. I think this is a perfect opportunity for the Eagles to, uh, to get pressure on the quarterback, get sacks, which get, gets those fantasy points and really create turnovers. Haskins, 28.4 quarterback rating last year as a rookie. Seven interceptions, seven fumbles, and only seven starts last year. He's going to turn the ball over. He's not going to play well. And I really think the Redskins don't have the skill players outside of Terry McLaurin to really put a dent into the Eagles' points this week. Yeah, and that was uh, Ben's Blitz. So thank you for everyone who is listening into the podcast. Hopefully you all made it this far. Um, ben, I have to say this has been really fun. I look forward to doing this every week. Um, we should be putting out, like Ben said in the beginning, one episode a week, hopefully on Wednesday. We're a little late this week because we're getting everything set up. But uh, I hope everyone enjoyed it. Uh, ben, do you have any final comments? Yeah, we appreciate you listening. Please rate, subscribe, and review or something like that, maybe in a different order. And uh, we expect to put out a lot more content this year. So, so definitely stay tuned. And week one, I think, is the most important week of the year. You really identify whose roles have been hidden in game plans and, and who's been overrated going into the preseason. So I, I'm thrilled that football's back, and I think this is a fun way for us to, to really talk about it. Yeah, week one, tomorrow, Sunday, everyone be excited, and we look forward to seeing you next week.